Taylor Ball here. I have a joke for you. What did one artist, oh shoot. <laughs> All right, let's try again. What did one art thief say to the other? Grab the Monet and let's go. Okay, the joke was probably a bit funnier if you saw it written out, because it's Monet like the artist and kind of like money and go spelt like G-O-G-H, like Van Gogh. Okay, anyway, it's still one of my favorite jokes. I love jokes about art, but I especially love art, and I love going to art galleries, and I love staring at the pictures and paintings, and I love trying to interpret their, meeting, their meanings. I'm a big fan of museums and art galleries, so if you're planning to go to one anytime soon, Send an invitation my way. A few days ago, I went to the Vancouver Art Gallery with my good pal, Jenna, and we saw the new Monet exhibit. If you haven't been, I'll let you in on a little secret. It's amazing. <laughs> in the past, I've never been a huge fan of Monet's work. It's, well, not exactly my style. Instead, I much prefer modern art. My favorites being David Hurst, Jean-Michel Basquiat, Banksy, and more. Although I'm also a big fan of Vincent Van Gogh. Another reason why I love that bad joke. <laughs> Even though Impressionism isn't my go-to, I was curious to see the exhibit and learn more about Claude Monet and Claude, Claude, let's Google one sec. Turns out it's Claude Monet at least according to dictionary.com. Anyway, <laughs> lost my train of thought. Even though Impressionism isn't my go-to style, I was curious to see the exhibit and learn more about Claude Monet and his artistic influence. If you haven't seen a Monet painting before, Google one and then listen to the rest of this podcast. Monet's paintings are simultaneously beautiful and hideous. From far away, his paintings depict colorful landscapes and gorgeous gardens, but up close, they appear unfinished. The colors are mixed, are unmixed. The colors are unmixed, and often the canvas is visible. I think this can best be summarized by a quote from the 1995 rom-com, Clueless. Cher and Ty are at a party. Ty says to Cher about another girl, do you think she's pretty? Cher. No, she's a full-on Monet. Ty. What's a Monet? Cher. It's a painting, see? From far away, it's okay. But up close, it's a big old mess. <laughs> End scene. Okay. My acting abilities aside, that's a good summary of his work, at least in my mind. Regardless of whether or not you like Monet's style, you'll have to admit he is rebellious. It may seem like a weird thing to say about a man who spent the majority of his life painting flowers in his garden, but Monet is a nonconformist, a rule breaker, a rebel, a revolutionary who rewrote the rules of realism and formed a new art style. Now, I was completely unaware of all this until I started reading all those handy little signs around the art gallery. So I'll fill you in on what I learned. To give you a bit of history, Claude Monet, Claude Monet, Claude, Claude Monet, was born in France in 1840. Shortly after his birth, and after the 1848 French Revolution, 
a new form of art was introduced, called realism. This artistic movement focused on portraying everyday life in the most accurate way, even if ordinary life was a little boring and a little unpleasant. This realism coincided with the introduction of photography. People wanted to capture their real lives rather than abstract work. Now, Monet, on the other hand, didn't really want to do any of this. He wanted to capture his feelings and his impression of a moment. In one of his earlier works, he painted a sunrise and titled it Impression Sunrise. This title is where the term Impressionism actually came from. So, to capture his impression, Monet started breaking some rules, and he didn't really care. He didn't care about creating a three-dimensional painting, and instead he focused on colors and how the light changed his picture. Many of his paintings appear unfinished, which at the time was unheard of, especially if you wanted to be taken seriously as an artist. Monet also stopped using the color black in his work, or black pigment. And instead, when he needed darker shades, he mixed his colors. Monet used black paint so rarely that it was part of who he was. When he died in 1926, a black sheet was placed over his coffin, and his friend, George Clemenceau, was so appalled that he shouted out, No black for Monet! <laughs> and replaced the black sheet with a floral pattern. Are you curious to hear more rules Monet broke? Well, many of Monet's paintings also have no horizon, another standard convention Monet threw out the window. Speaking of windows, Monet wanted to avoid them at all costs and decided to paint outdoors. At the time, most artists would create quick sketches of their subjects outside and then create their finished piece indoors over several days or weeks. However, our rebellious Monet decided he was going to paint everything en plein air, in the fresh air, and he planned to do this extremely quickly. Because Monet wanted to capture each fleeting moment as it was. So, in his pursuit for what he called instantaneity, I think I'm pronouncing that right, he needed to paint incredibly fast before the colors and lighting of the subject changed. And so, as I said, many of his paintings were finished in under an hour. Now, what really sets Monet apart is that he didn't hide his brush strokes. He doesn't mix his colors on his palette, and he doesn't mix them on the canvas. Instead, he lets your mind and your brain mix them and mix the colors and finish the painting for yourself. Or at least that's how one art critic described it. At the start of his career, many art critics were, well, quite simply appalled by his art. Upon seeing Monet's Impression Sunrise, which was Monet's painting of a sun rising over the ocean, which I mentioned earlier, a critic said that wallpaper in its embryonic state is more labored than that seascape. Now, I'm not an art critic, but I, I think it's safe to say that's a pretty insulting statement. <laughs> Nonetheless, Monet persevered and continued to make his art, and he is now known as the father of Impressionism. The moral of the story? Believe in yourself and keep doing what you love, even if it's a little unconventional. Here's what Monet had to say about his artistic style. 
I only know that I do what I can to convey what I experience before nature, and that most often, in order to succeed in conveying how I feel, I totally forget the most elementary rules of painting, if they exist at all. Well said, Monsieur Monet. So, here's what we know so far. Monet is a rule-breaking rebel. Rather than a rebel without a cause, he is a rebel without art laws. Okay, another bad joke. <laughs> but there is more. As I was walking through the art gallery and reading about Monet's influence in art and how he shaped the Impressionism style, I came across a small tidbit of information that I could not stop thinking about. One or two signs briefly mentioned that Monet had poor vision and near the end of his life was diagnosed with cataracts, a condition that both Monet, my grandma, and my dog all have in common. Now, I could not stop thinking about this. I wondered how much of his style and rule-breaking mentality was not because he was trying to break all these rules, but because of the fact that he simply couldn't see. Curious, I did some Googling. I came across a few fascinating articles. It turns out that at age 65, so this was in 1915, Monet began to perceive colors with less intensity. His version changed, and he started perceiving more muddy yellows in his world. He was diagnosed with nuclear cataracts, and this specific type of cataracts, quote, absorbs light, desaturates color, and makes the world more yellow, end quote. It also means that it's difficult to perceive the color blue. Monet was initially reluctant to have surgery to repair, to repair his vision, but at age 82, he had surgery on his right eye. He was able to see blues and the full color spectrum once again, but the catch, only in that one right eye. And despite this, Monet refused to have the surgery done on his left eye. As a result, his right eye could see clearly and his left eye was clouded by a fog of yellow cataracts. And he was never able to use both eyes together effectively again. But Monet did not give up, though he did grow frustrated and depressed, distressed. He said, quote, I will paint almost blind as Beethoven composed almost deaf. And, well, that he did. He began relying on his memory for colors. He labeled all of his paints and imagined what he couldn't see. Oftentimes, his colors were off, way off. They appear surreal, bizarre. For example, in his 80s, after his cataract surgery, there is a noticeable lack of blue in his paintings. This is evident in the water lilies and willows he painted between 1918 and 1922. In other paintings, later on, he overcompensated when he realized how little blue he was using, and he added way more, and again, it looked bizarre. When I read this online, I thought back to my time in the gallery and remembered one specific painting out of his series of Japanese bridges. The individual painting was untitled, but it was part of his larger collection named The Japanese Bridge. In this one painting that I saw, the sky is an acid yellow, while the water below is a pool of oranges and reds. No blue in sight. 
Some researchers believe that Monet had poor vision throughout his entire life and that it greatly influenced his work. But even though we are curious, the reality is we will never know for sure how much his vision influenced his art. So, what are, oops, now what are the takeaways from this podcast? Well, takeaway number one, break some rules. Do things your own way. Don't do something just because it's the way it's always been done. Be like our rebellious Monet and break some conventions. Heck, pour your milk first and your cereal second. I don't care. You do you. Now, takeaway number two. Sometimes what may seem like a disadvantage may actually be an advantage. Although Monet's vision frustrated him, it allowed Monet to see the world in a new light. And I mean that literally. He was able to create unique and utterly original pieces. So that's Taylor's take. What do you think? Who's your favorite artist and why? Have you seen any of Monet's work? And if you did, what do you think of it? And most importantly, are you a rebel like Monet? I want to hear your thoughts, but for now, I got a bounce.